welcome in, welcome one, welcome all to the latest installment of the Deep Bellum Demigods podcast. My name is Tej, and I am joined as always by my co-host Tink. Tink, how's it going? Tej, it's going well. I have a small headache, I'm pretty tired. Just completed a fantasy draft, but other than that, it's going well, man. How did it go? Um, I hate my team, personally, but you know. What was your it's always draft? a sad day when you leave a draft with none of your dynasty players, except for Devonta Smith. So Didn't you take Pat Fryermuth? Uh, I don't have him anymore, though. Oh, that's right. Well, more importantly than the redraft league that you just drafted, we have mm-hmm. a dynasty league to talk about that is kicking off officially. We do? <laughs> season four in wow. two days. It's crazy. It's Tuesday night right now. It's 10 p.m. Um and we are on the cusp of a brand new football season. Um, lots have changed this offseason. You know, those changes have been discussed ad nauseum. You know, you've got the move to sleeper. We expanded keepers. We're talking about all these other changes. But arguably, no change has been more significant than the introduction of a brand new member to the Be Like Genghis Khan League, Connor Nance. And he is on the phone right now. Scone, how's it going? <laughs> doing good man how are y'all doing welcome to the deep fellow demigods podcast how does it feel to be uh live on our audio waves it feels great you know i've never been on a podcast before so uh this should be interesting yeah well hopefully it's everything that you've always dreamed of since you were a little boy to be on um, the number one fantasy football podcast in our fantasy football league um so tink and scone um season's right upon us kind of figured it would make sense for us to just do kind of like a state of the union you know of all the different teams in our league um got 12 teams some teams are playing for titles this year some teams are obviously rebuilding some teams i don't really know what they're doing to be totally honest um but i figured it would make sense for us to kind of run one at a time talk through them maybe if we want to recap their off season we can if we want to kind of look ahead to the season if we like them or not we can do that too um, I didn't take the time to like rank the teams. And so I think I'm just going to kind of do it from memory who I think is number 12, kind of all the way up to who I think is number one. So at number 12, <laughs> let's start with Cole West. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if he's actually the worst team, but his team is no good. From my He's in opinion. the bottom tier for sure. I'll pull up uh, Bob's rankings here in a second. Oh yeah, that might be that might be better than me just randomly listing teams. Um, quarterback, obviously, he's got Josh Allen. He took Deshaun Watson as well. Running back, he's got the Olds and Demont, Josh Jacobs, and Mike Davis. Man, what a trio that is! When did he even get did he Mike, take Mike Davis, or did he? Just I think own? he. I think he drafted Mike Davis this year. Yeah, I think so okay. too. Um, and he's got Kareem Hunt to um, Chase Edmonds. Took a couple of rookie long shots, Zamir White and TDP, which I kind of like. Um, and the wide receiver, nothing too exciting. He's got Godwin coming back from injury, Thielen, another year older. And then tight end is just Gerald Everett. So not super awe-inspiring team. He also doesn't have his first-round pick in 2023. Um, he does have two firsts in 2024, including Kleins, which is exciting. But um, – Someone give me reason to be optimistic about Cole's team because um, I'm I'm looking at it and I'm having a hard time finding something. Yeah, I don't see a reason to be optimistic outside of Josh <laughs> Allen and Chris Godwin. Like that's it. Everyone else, I, I think actually everyone else on his team is above 27 other than like the long shot rookies he took. Yeah. I mean, yeah, KJ Hamler think- and Gallup don't really excite me. As yeah. Yeah. Davis is not going to be good. I mean, he might be good for a couple weeks, depending on Dobbins, you know, health. But, um, you know, Jacobs and Montgomery as your RB1 and 2 are not very inspiring. Yeah. I mean, if I'm Cole, I'd probably sell Josh Jacobs for a 2024 first if I can get it. Mm-hmm. And then you have three in that year, and yeah. then you just chill. You're not getting it. Dude, if Alan <laughs> Lazard can get a 2024 first, Josh Jacobs is going to get one. Okay, but the problem That's... is that- 
Fair. There's only one person who would trade a 2024 first for Lazard, and he already has that guy's first. So. No, I think I think Alec would do it. If he Alec always does that every year when he needs like a third running back, he makes a trade like that. Maybe so. Every single year. Maybe so. I, I think I'm bearish on pretty much everyone on this team. I'm trying to find like one guy that I think he has reason. Like Maybe you could say Godwin. Like I think Godwin is probably a little undervalued right now in the redraft yeah. fantasy community. Like especially if he comes back healthy, I think mm-hmm. like the the Bucks offense has just such a high ceiling, and Godwin is is not super old, right? Like I think he flipped Hopkins for Godwin. So like that, I think yeah. is a good move. I think he's got reason for upside with Godwin. But however, I think I'd rather have I Cole. That. I'd rather have Cole's first and Hopkins than. <clears throat> And, and whatever else he got in that trade so that's fair did he always have everett at his his starting tight end or no at one point he had mark andrews and then at another point he had no offense yeah. okay gotcha yeah i mean that is not a great starting tight end but i i do agree with you i think God, i think godwin is undervalued at this point if you're cole like do you totally tear it down like right now should he because, like, right, I mean, he doesn't have – as long as he doesn't have too many assets to, like, tear down with, like, you could sell Thielen, right? But, like, what are you going to get for Thielen? A third? A third? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could sell DeMont and Might Jacobs, well keep him. but no one's going to be too excited about those guys. I guess you could sell Josh Allen and – He wanted a lot for uh, DeMont. Really? I, so, I, like, I was talking to him a little bit about it, but, you know. I feel like Cole's best bet might be to, like – roll with the team like if you don't have your first next year like is should he just roll with these guys and hope that he catches lightning in a bottle a few different weeks and kind of sneaks into the playoffs and then competes for a championship i kind of think no no you tear that you tear this thing down i think you trade godwin (laughs) for a first of any kind i think godwin you can get a 2024 first for somewhat easily and i think if you can get that line for godwin yeah yeah, and I think I would, if you can get a first for Godwin and Jacobs. I think you trade him. I think even if you like trade, like Demont and Godwin for a first and a second, I don't even hate it. Honestly, just would, completely yeah. tear it down and go from there. Because I mean, what's what's Demont going to do for you in two years? Twenty twenty four is basically his like come back to relevancy at this point yeah. without his first next year, and he's not going to get that first back from Pulitz. Um, I mean, I guess without his first, you can make the case to to stay in it. I think maybe you keep Godwin to the deadline once he's healthy and starts producing, but I don't think Demont's value is going to be any higher at the trade deadline than it is right now. No, I I agree with you there. I disagree. I think Demont's value could totally increase because I think like, it also decreases. They're going to get desperate maybe if they have running backs that go down, and if Demont mm. is healthy and. I don't know. I, I just don't know if I would be like in a rush to sell. I mean, but there's also just as much chance as Demont's value could go up, it could go down too, right? Mm-hmm. He could get hurt or he could be bad yeah. and lose snaps to other guys on the team. So, like Herbert, you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, also, the Bears are going to be so bad. So, <laughs> yeah, they're not going to be good this year. Okay. Well, I think that does it on Cole. That's a team that I'm like a little bit confused on. I think Cole is kind of realizing because he sent a few messages of like, Hey guys, people are on the trade block. Like, if you need them after the draft, like, hit me up. I've got some guys. Um, so I think I think guys are available on Cole's team. Um, I don't know if he's totally tearing it down, but maybe he's low key tearing it down. I think. Um, okay. Uh, Scone, did you pull up the power rankings? Who do we got next? I did. So Cole was actually um, in the, I guess, tier three of um bob's bob's rankings the last place team in bob's ranks were uh was jonesy so yeah could have guessed that um let's pull up jonesy's team then punching bags um he has got trey lance and tua at quarterback kind of like those guys um running back he's got a bunch of dart throws he's got kenneth gainwell james cook rashad white all of those guys like I think if this was a full PPR league, I would be a little bit more excited about, but I don't hate him. Um, mm-hmm. And a wide receiver, he's got 
youth out the wazoo. He's got Bateman, Drake London, Amon Ra, Elijah Mo- Elijah Moore, um, Ayuk, and Pickens, and Dobbs, and Dotson, and Palmer. I mean, yeah, he's got a freaking stable of young wide <laughs> He does. And then he's got Komet at tight end. I know Jonesy likes Komet, but I'm kind of out on hmm. him. But anyway. Wow, you used to be really in on Komet. Before the draft last season, I was. Yeah. Um, he, <laughs> he did so not I, I perform last year. Pick, not <laughs> pick. I don't really understand what happened. But anyway, I love his wide receivers. I think Jonesy is like approaching it exactly. I think he's approaching this the exact right way of he kind of tore it down. He stockpiled picks. He's using them on young wide receivers. He's taken value at wide receiver. Like he got Amon Ra. He got Ayuk. Like he's kind of taking discounts on some of the younger guys. He's holding on to them. I think that's the right strategy. I know, Tink, you probably are going to be able to wax poetic about his pre-draft maneuvering and how he <laughs> didn't necessarily make the wisest decisions in like trading draft picks, which I think is totally valid. But even at the end of the day, the product he's got out there right now, like I don't think that he's a good team, but if he made the playoffs this year, I would not be shocked even a little bit because young wide receivers just have such high variance. And if you get a guy that goes off as a rookie or second year wide receiver like you just need a couple of those to hit and then Gainwell and James Cook and Rashad White if they catch like enough passes to be fantasy relevant at running back and and Trey Lance runs a lot like I don't know it it just really wouldn't shock me if this team was was pretty decent this year and a little bit frisky as like a seventh or eighth best team in the league Um, but I don't think he's a he's a threat to win at all so that's my take on Jones's team Um, but what do you guys think I mean i don't disagree with a lot of that, but I think he's not going to make playoffs. It would absolutely shock me um, if he did. Really? Yeah, because I mean he's got he's got Gainwell and James Cook, who are arguably third string running backs on each on their own teams, at least to start the year. I mean, I think he's more likely to compete with Cole and Klein for the. Like I actually, I think like there's a case to be said that he his max points four is looking like top eight, you know, top maybe even top seven. Mm-hmm. Just like with all of those running backs on that roster, they're also boomer bust. Like I could see one of them putting up twenty five each week, and then that just gets max points four allotted. Sure. And then yep. he's, he's got a lot of points there, but I mean, he's purposely kind of punting running back, which would which makes his pre draft maneuver so interesting. Because with all these yeah. young wide, because with all these one, young wide receivers, he is basically two running backs away, and he uh, just gave away Brees Hall, and yeah. so um, I thought that was interesting. And then especially with his first, he could take one of the running backs next year, and then basically be a competitor next year. But I think he kind of delayed his rebuild at least a year mm. until he's completely relevant. But that's just my thoughts on Jonesy. Yeah, I think he, I mean, obviously he has a ton of young wide receivers. I mean, I traded him, as y'all know, St. Brown. I'm kind of out on everyone on the the uh, Lions except for uh, Swift personally, but that's why I traded him away. But um, I agree. I mean, he's kind of, his, his running backs are not, even if they, at their best, you know, I don't think they present a, a playoff team. Um but the rest of, like you said, the rest of his, his, you know, his bench, his, his receivers are, are really good. I like Pickens a lot, so we'll see. We will see. I think I'm definitely the most bullish on uh, on Jones's team then. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. At the end of this pod, maybe we can do playoff predictions. I'm like thinking about making the playoff team. Um, he also has kind of structured the team in a way that I like to structure teams, punt on running back and take upside wide receivers. But um I don't know. Just wouldn't shock me. But let's move on to um, next team. Next in the power rankings. So we got Pollitz next. Pollitz. Okay. This is an interesting team. This is Uh a team that I don't really know if he's. I don't think he can say that he's rebuilding. I think he kind of has to be a contender. But he's got a decent roster going into the year. His his tight end strategy is certainly interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah. So at quarterback, um, he has all of them. Um, <laughs> during the draft, he <laughs> five quarterbacks in a row because um, he was on auto draft, we think. But he's got Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr. Tank, are you making a phone call right now? Yeah, my mom's <laughs> calling me. Don't worry. Tell her we're potting. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> Do we get her on the pod? <laughs> yeah, send her the link. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that's his quarterbacks. Running backs, he's got Reese Hall, Ramondre, J.K. Dobbins, Michael Carter. That's about it. And then wide receiver, Devontae Adams, Gabe Davis, D.J. Chark, um, DeAndre Hopkins, Rondale Moore. And then, yeah, tight end, he's got Goddard and Njoku and Gusecki. I like this team. This this mm-hmm. team is probably better than Jonesy's. Um, so now yes. I'm kind of backing off of my. I'm telling you, Jonesy might make playoffs. I think. It, does Pulis have a top six team? I'm not sure. I think he has a much higher chance of like sneaking into the playoffs than Jonesy does. I mean, if yes. he has some players turn out, you know, well, like Ramondre Stevenson, and then obviously, you know, you have uh, DeAndre Hopkins on the back burner. I mean, he has some he has some good good players that could could turn on, you know, throughout the season and, and get him into the playoffs. I literally think if you just switch Brees Hall on these two teams is like the difference in my outlook on yes. them. Like, like if, yeah. if, if Pulitz has mm-hmm. uh, three and four, like he originally had versus one and whatever, and Gabe Davis, like I would rather have Jonesy's team, but with Gabe Davis and Brees Hall, I like Pulitz's team so much more going into this year. Maybe not long-term, but at least this year for sure. Dude. Um, do you really like Brees Hall that much this year? Yeah, not. I mean, maybe not like. I don't think he's gonna do Najee Harris type things, but I do like him a lot as far as prospect and. But don't I like him better than than what Jonesy has as RB one and two. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I won't argue with that. But don't you like Michael Carter as as running back too? Also, Tink? yeah, I like I like Carter at two. So you like Carter and Brees? How good? Do yeah, you like then Huh? How good do you think the Jets are going to be? I mean, I think they're going to be ass, but <laughs> right. <laughs> they were ass last year, and Michael Carter like was a decent enough RB two before he got hurt. Right. And do you think that they can support two running backs that are both good at fantasy? I don't think so. I don't like I said. I don't think they can do it this year, but I like it a lot going forward. Like for this year, That's they're going to be a poor man's Javante and Melvin Gordon. This, yeah. this is what I'm pushing on, Tank. Do you really you really like Brees Hall this year? Do you think that yes. that is I like him and like him enough this year to confidently put Pulitz's team above Jonesy. I think that's fair. I'm out at Brees Hall at uh ADP though. I'm very out on him on mm, ADP. Sure. I don't have any shares of him anywhere yeah. um yeah. at his ADP. Maybe I misinterpreted you then. I thought that's what you were getting at. No, um, I hate him at ADP. What are your I love shares? him at ADP of 1.01 in the rookie draft, though. So, Really? I could really have London. Nah. <laughs> I think so. Scone, what are your thoughts on Devontae Adams moving to Las Vegas this season? 2022 outlook. He's a year older. He had, he's had he been playing with one of the best quarterbacks ever his whole career. Now he's got Derek Carr, but he's probably pretty talented, too. So I guess what's mm-hmm. your outlook kind of on Adams for this year? I think he takes maybe a slight fantasy, you know, drop. I mean, I think he's still a wide receiver one for sure. You know, I obviously he has a a good connection with Derek Carr. I mean, everything I've read has said that they're like, you know, longtime friends. Um, and obviously they've had, you know, a whole training camp to, to build the, uh, the offense. Um, but they also have a pretty crowded offense compared to Green Bay as far as Darren Waller and and uh, um, I forget who else. Renfro, right. Yeah, they have Renfro, who's on my team. Um, Renfro, baby. Yeah, so I, I it's interesting to see how this is going to go. I am in on Derek Carr. I think he's a good quarterback, and I think that offense is good. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs is a serviceable, serviceable um, running back. But I think he'll take a slight, you know, maybe step backward from Aaron Rodgers uh, in Green Bay. But I, I still think he's a, a number one wide receiver as far as that's concerned. But we'll see. I think that's fair. Um, 
Tink, what are your thoughts on different question? Gabe Davis, another very mm-hmm. polarizing player this offseason, going in like the fourth, fifth round of redrafts. Um, hasn't ever produced for a whole season, but is on a really good offense and was pretty good down the stretch. Now he's pretty solidified as the wide receiver two in Buffalo. Do you think he's kind of warranted at cost right now, or are you fine passing and letting other guys take him at that cost? I think, I mean, what is his cost? In like redraft or like what he went for in our league or? I would say just in general, like general expectations for this season. Are you like buying or selling what most people expect? I mean, I feel like he's a more like sturdy Emmanuel Sanders from last year with more talent at this point in his career. And for the first however many weeks where Sanders got hurt, he was like a fringe wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you buy into Josh Allen as an MVP candidate, which I tend to do, just at least on paper right now, I feel like a lot of the times your preseason MVP does not match up with the end of the season MVP rankings. But um, I feel like if you buy into that, you have to buy into Gabe. It's not going to all go to Stefan Diggs. Um, mm-hmm. So. I think that's fair. I, I, I like him at – cost enough like i like other people in that range at least in redraft rankings more just because i think there's a little more floor in those those but i mean for ceiling i think gabe davis is as high as anyone especially with his ability to get touchdowns i feel like he gets so many so yeah yeah i think i think pulitz's ceiling kind of goes as those two go right Devonte adams and gabe davis i would say both of them kind of uncertain projections right like i think both of you kind of laid out the bearish case and the bullish case but um both of them kind of have reasons why you might not be the most optimistic um but if like both of those um upside scenarios hit for pullets like having two great wide receivers is sometimes enough to just carry you to the playoffs um so i think that'll be interesting for pullets um and will we have the running back firepower to get him to the playoffs with just Brees Hall and Ramondre I kind of doubt it um but it's also it's it's not terrible like I I kind of think that his running backs are about the same as Jonesy's which is why I'm a little bit surprised that you guys are a lot more bearish on Jonesy than than Pullets I mean are you forgetting Dobbins and Mike I mean Michael Carter alone is going to outscore Gainwell and whoever else Jonesy James Cook each week uh you think Michael Carter is going to outscore Gainwell and Cook? You yes. You would $1 bet on that, that Michael Carter finishes top of the three? Well, not over the course of this. Yeah, of the top of the three, yeah, for sure. I'll do a $1 bet. Carter, Cook, and uh, who's the other one? Gainwell. Gainwell, okay. I'm going to write that one down. But before I write it down, I'll give an intro on the next team. Who's up? Who's going? And you're muted. He's muted himself. I did not mean to. I apologize. Um, yes, Klein is next. Oh, wow. I forgot about Klein. Yeah, he's got an interesting team. <laughs> had to think he was coming up soon. Another yeah. guy who I'm not totally sure what the plan is, but let's... Shoot, I kind of like this. <laughs> what am I looking at? He's got at? an interesting team, man. He... <laughs> yeah. Tink, we need to talk about your trade with him, you know, in this section here. Yeah. Um, okay, so running back, he's got Stafford. Or I'm sorry, quarterback, he's got Stafford. Um, running back, he's got Jonathan Taylor, Devin Singletary, Damian Pierce, and that's pretty much it. And then wide receiver, Pittman, Lazard, Lockett, Odell, and then tight end, Albert O. I think this is the worst team in the league. <laughs> <laughs> well, doesn't he have um, tight end? Doesn't he have the the Vikings tight end? Yeah, he does. Irv, he used to Irv have Irv. Smith. Yeah, he still does have Irv. Okay, but he's questionable. I think to start famously with traded for Patrick Mahomes straight up. Um, for what? Just not for Patrick it. Mahomes straight up for Irv Smith. No, it was you could argue. No, he did not. Are you serious? Trent, Trent absolutely destroyed Klein's team for years to come. Oh wait, he he, he traded. No, no, no! Don't listen to Tank. I traded <laughs> a first, a first, a second. Justin Fields and Irv Smith for Patrick Mahomes. I'm not even okay. trying to do it again. A first and a second for Mahomes. Fair enough. Okay. It <laughs> it's a lot different. Oh, yeah. Not Irv Smith straight up. Anyway. Yep. Um, 
am I alone? Tank, as soon as you saw his roster, you you made a comment as though you really liked it. Um, I, I don't hate it. I just assumed Klein was bottom in the league as I owned his pick, and he was. I thought he was going to be pretty bad. But I could see – I mean, if he starts the right – I mean, it's going to come down to him yeah, starting yeah. the right players every year. Huh? I will say I cannot stand uh, Devin Singletary. Uh, he's getting drafted in redraft leagues and – Dynasty leagues, and I, I, I really can't see why. Oh yeah, um, I mean, I hate his him at ADP. I also hate yeah. Pierce at ADP. Me too. Um, I think but, Pittman is good. Yeah, Lazard, I don't fine. know. Lazard, fine. I would love to go around the horn on Alan Lazard. Could, have we? Did we talk about Lazard when we um, were in Cancun? Tink. No, because he hadn't been traded for a 2024 first yet, which is insane. I mean, I, I kind of want to even just separate out the fact that he was traded for a 2024 first. I think that easily Lazard is the most polarizing player of the offseason. Sure. And I think you could make a pretty easy bull and bear case like for, for Lazard. I think the bull case is all the other wide receivers left. He's the only one that Rodgers like, really has rapport with. Rodgers was wearing a... Uh, like a Lazard t-shirt the other day about like make green Bay great again or whatever. Um, and he's been decent, like when he's gotten the volume, but he's kind of been stifled by Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers has always supported one wide receiver at like a 25% target share or more. And so if Lazard is easily the best bet to get that, that's the bull case. Um, bear case would be um, he's Alan Lazard and he's probably not that talented. He's never earned a higher target share. Um, the defense is going to be a lot better, so they're not going to have to score as much. They're going to rely on the running backs a lot more. And just in general, if you are betting on someone only because their projectable volume is going to go up and not because their like talent is warranting it, that is normally a bad bet to make. Um, so where I fall on it is the bear case. I, I think it's a little silly that he's being drafted where he is when like, I am not 100% positive that Alan Lazard will outscore Randall Cobb this season. Like, truly, like, I think Cobb and, like, Sammy Watkins and Christian Watson, like, I think all, and Dobbs, like, I, I think it, all of them are a, kind of the same bet to be wide receiver one. Um, but I understand people are are bullish on him, even because Rodgers has said that he's wide receiver one. So, would love to hear both your opinions on it. Um, Scone, start with you. What are your, where do you sure. go on the Lazard debate? I think, I think I'm more you know, on the side of the rookies than I am on, on Lazard, you know, I think Christian Watson and Dobbs like have a better chance of, of performing maybe over ADP than he does for sure. Um, and I think it's, it, it should be interesting to see how, uh, you know, Dylan and um, the rest of the offense plays. I, I don't think Lazard is going to, outperform his ADP for sure. So I, I'm, I'm kind of out on him as well, personally. Fair. Tank, are you with me in Scone, or are you going to take the, the oppo side here in support of Alan Lazard? No, but I, my view is also very clouded by the fact that he was just traded for a 2024 first. <laughs> I was ridiculed for, that is offering crazy. Hawk, for offering Hawkinson for a 2024 What first. was the trade again? It was just Between who? Or first for uh, Alan Lazard. I thought more yeah, I'd, than that. Personally, I, I would not have made that trade. I, thought it was, but, I was pretty sure it was straight up. But, you know, it is a, it is a gamble. I mean, he could, like Trent said, he could end up being wide receiver one and taking a quarter of the, the offensive share. So who knows? But Okay, um, and to be fair, it was Lazard, a second, and a third for a first. Okay. Just FYI. Okay, this, okay. Is why you, this is why you can't trust anything I say when it comes to <laughs> trade history. <laughs> yeah. Um, so outside of draft capital, Tank, you're unbiased, like, just Alan Lazard this year. I, I feel like since he's so polarizing, like, people are either going to be very right or very wrong when it comes to Lazard. I want to get you on mm -hmm. the record with, with kind of what you think here. I think he's going to be, like, great for two weeks and then hurt and then never come back and it'll be a bunch of rogers backpacking the team um to be good that's a very specific prediction 
that he will yeah. be great and then get injured and then <laughs> yeah like it'll literally just be like him from a few years ago when Devonta adams was out and he was the only one there and he like carried them to the win over the lions and the vikings back-to-back weeks then was hurt and then Devonte came back and then he was a non-factor so i think rogers will go to him originally and then He'll like miss a week and then Rodgers will build rapport with the rest of the guys. And then as Rodgers gets better with them, Lazard will be his lack of talent compared to them will be like appearance and he will not be as good. Fair. It's my specific prediction. I think that's fair. All right. So I, I think we've made it through the first tier of teams. I'm going to do a tier break after these first four. Um, so I guess quickly let's take stock of out of Cole Jones Klein and Pulitz. Which one do you think is most likely to make playoffs? Well, we don't have to say least likely. We'll keep we'll keep positive vibes around here. Who do you think is most likely to make playoffs out of those four teams? Tank, we'll start with you. Out of Klein, Jones, Pulitz, Cole. Mm-hmm. I think it's Pulitz. Okay. And I don't think it's particularly close. I agree with that. I think Pulitz has the best team, you know, he has more boomer bust players, but you know, I I would put Klein even over Jonesy, but um just because he has Jonathan Taylor and some other yeah. players, but um Damian Pierce, some other some other people. But but yeah, I would say Pulitz out of those people. I would probably say Pulitz as well. I will I'll I'll make my official on the record prediction as Jonesy though. Um Okay. Be different. Um, That's crazy. That's actually crazy. <laughs> what if Trey Lance is QB four? Cole is also in kind of an interesting spot. How good I mean, do you think? How good do you think Gainwell is going to be this year? Dude, I just don't think that running back matters as much as you think it matters. How good do you think Elijah Moore is going to be this year? I think the odds of him I th- having, I think the odds of him having three top thirty wide receivers are pretty high with the guys that he I has. think Elijah Moore is good. I don't know about Kenneth Gainwell. Well it says Devontae Adams. And ten wide receivers that could like the thing yeah, is he like, can't start them all. It's not like a six flex league. He's not starting them all every week. It, it like protects you against variance in a way that Pulitz is not set up protected protected against right like jonesy like yes in week one and two he might not know who the right person is to start but like by week 10 the ones who are going to hit this season will have already hit by week 10 whereas with pullets like his team is good but it's not like as much depth i don't think and so like if if Devonte adams gets hurt for an extended period of time and hopkins is already missing time like his wide receiver room gets pretty weak pretty fast and now he's relying on Freaking Brees Hall on the Jets splitting touches I, with Michael Carter. Yep. I, just, I, just I don't guess. Think I don't but think there's, there's a cap like you guys think there might be. There's like a 60% chance that Jones' running backs literally put up zero points each the first four weeks of this season. <laughs> like there is like actually more likely than not that they don't even see it. They don't even see the field. Like James Cook could be a healthy scratch. Like we don't know. Mm-hmm. That would be crazy. I Gainwell could be a healthy scratch. Didn't they just look into signing some running back? They like brought in someone. I Are think Gainwell is probably the best Drake, running they? back. Who did the Eagles sign? Um, they did not sign Kenyon Drake. Who did the, e- the Eagles know. just signed someone? Oh, it was freaking Trey Sermon. They just signed Trey oh, Sermon. Oh, they did. They did they're sign not, Trey Sermon. There's a higher chance Trey Sermon gets snaps week you're one kidding. than Kenny Gainwell. I you're assure you. Me, you're telling me you're out on Jones's team because the Eagles just signed Trey Sermon? No, because I literally don't <laughs> think his running backs will score points until week six. Like they're not going to play. Yeah, uh, can we do a Matt his running back Corbett, room is tough. Bullets versus Jones, Tank. Huh? Can we do a Matt, uh, max points for bet? Yeah, I think Jones probably has Matt more max points, but if you want to do regular points, I'll do bullets all day. Is that even tracked in Sleeper? Yeah, max points automatically tracks, and so does regular good. points for. Okay, so. Would they track like mm-hmm. projected max points? Oh, oh, like, yeah, like actual max points. It, it says your total max points each like throughout the season so, oh, now I, so now i'm having to bet on jones making the right lineup decisions each week yeah. yes <laughs> people forget alec made it to like the championship our first two years with only two good running backs and two good wide receivers like if you just yeah he freaking hit the nut like 
<laughs> literally like the nut outcome for he's had the wide receiver one like every single year of our fantasy league and he's had it's a different person each time i don't understand again like i'm not gonna rule out that outcome like if any of us have the wide receiver run running back one like it doesn't matter what the rest of your depth is i'm just saying that jones is giving himself more opportunities there what if Amon Ra is freaking good man what if he's a second round pick next year and redraft first of all he's not gonna be good because paul because jonesy said he's gonna be good he said he's "quote unquote" the truth, and that means he cannot be the truth. Like that's just facts. I'm just kind of. I mean, I think he's going to be the third or fourth option. I on agree. The Detroit offense. I'm so personally. glad you're on this podcast right come, now. We come, can never have Jonesy here to give his side next of year. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on. We're running short on time already. Sure. To absolutely no one's surprise. Uh, <laughs> we'll through the next couple teams. Who do we got next? Next team is uh, Dylan Murray. Oh my gosh! Should we have put him in the lower tier? Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> so there, well. Yeah, no, I, I think his team his team's probably squarely in this. Tier. You're gonna be in like count that in five minutes. You're gonna be saying Jones is a better team than him. Like I can just feel it coming. <laughs> it, no, I, I feel pretty confidently that there was a tier break after those four teams, but I just think that Jones has an upside case. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Sure. Anyway, on Dylan's team, he's got Lamar at quarterback. Running back, he's got Antonio Gibson and Zeke Elliott. Um, wide receiver, Debo, DK, Terry McLaurin. He's also got Mark Andrews at tight end. Um, Damian Harris, JD McKissick, Tony Pollard, a little bit of running back depth. Um, nothing else too exciting on his bench. Um, from a picks perspective, he does not have his own first next year, but he has three seconds, which is interesting. Um, and he does have his first in, in 24 and in 25. Um, Dylan is a very interesting team where like from like a dynasty perspective, like how good his team is, like how valuable his team is, it seems like it's only gone downhill for like the last two years. I think like the peak of his team was right before last season started when Gibson was hyped as the next Christian McCaffrey and what else was exciting. Oh, he had Mike Davis last year who was supposed to be pretty good. And Zeke was supposed to be like higher in redraft leagues. And then Scary Terry was coming off a great year. DK Metcalf was going pretty high in drafts. You had Lamar post MVP season, Andrews, like all of that. Like things are really looking up for Dylan pretty recently. And it seems like all of his players have gone downhill pretty fast, even from like Gibson was like, might not even have been the starter on opening day unless Robinson got shot. Zeke. <laughs> That whole situation is a mess with Pollard. Terry McLaurin, kind of disappointing year last year. Quarterback situation is not great still. DK's situation has gotten a lot worse. Andrews is good. Andrews is probably the one guy who's increased in value. But um, things are just kind of bleak for Dylan's team. I'm like not totally sure what I would do if I'm him because his team is probably too good to totally tank and rebuild, but it's not quite good enough to justify going all in. So... I don't know. Tink, what do you think about uh, old Dylan's team here? I really have no idea. Um, well, I, first of all, my what I do know is it's bad. Um, but I feel like he was put in an impossible situation. Like like you said, his team was basically, as of last season, this time, it was built to win now and later. And now all of a sudden it's a bottom-tier team in our league. And Debo Samuel is like single-handedly propping up the entire value of the team right now. Um, I guess Mark Andrews, too. Um, but outside of like Mark Andrews, huh? Does he have a Debo? Yeah. I totally forgot. I, I, I already know Dylan's probably already texted me by now saying, you forgot I have Debo. Uh (laughs) So apologies. Yes. He has Debo Samuel, which after you guys talk, I'm going to give my bear case on Debo. Why I don't think that he's going to be that good at all. Well, maybe not that that might be a stretch, but um, sorry, continue. Apologies, Dylan, for <laughs> I mean, I guess I can easily see this team making playoffs, but like come next is so much could happen. I think I think this is a actually a decent team to like have a slow start, which is very anti Dylan. He usually starts off hot and then loses seven straight to finish out the season. Um, but if he can have a hot start and then capitalize that and sell some pieces to like rebuild around a core of, I guess. Andrews, Debo, and Lamar Jackson. I, I don't hate that idea. Like Terry McLaurin is sneaky old. He's almost, I think he's 25, maybe 26. Um, and literally 
everyone on his bench I could do without. Like I don't care even I wouldn't take two seconds to even care about anyone on his entire bench. So if you want to talk about lack of depth, even starting at Damian Harris, like I don't care about the players on his entire team outside of his like starters. So if you can capitalize on a pot start and then sell, I think he should do that. But he's kind of like Cole West, like stubborn and then selling too late. So demanding insane, even more insane prices than Cole West. So we'll see. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think as far as his bench is concerned, I think Pollard and Knox are both um, good pieces. You know, I, I would want Knox as a tight end personally, but um, as far as his team, you know, I I agree. I think Elliot, I think he needs to sell some of these aging players when he can. Elliot, I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole personally. I think um, he's going to only go downhill Gibson, he's lucky that <laughs> that guy got shot. Uh, Trent, I'd like to hear your thoughts on the matter as you drafted um, Robinson, but um, Debo Samuel, I, I I think could be a top five receiver. Could be a a fifteen to twenty receiver. I, I'm not really sure, but I'm all in on Mark Andrews. Um, DK Metcalf, he got kind of unlucky there with um, Russell Wilson leaving, but you know what are you gonna do? Um, but yeah, I think overall, I think he's got some either aging players or pieces like Damian Harris who are, are kind of going out the door. So he needs to kind of sell some pieces here and, uh, rebuild. Yeah. Um, just to fact check, Terry McLaurin is 26, but he turns 27 in nine days. That is crazy. older than I thought he was. Crazy. <laughs> How is he so old? Um, I had no idea. Maybe he and he has Carson Wentz as a quarterback. I know, dude. It's a tough scene for Dylan, I think. I agree, Tink, with your analysis of, like, maybe see how the season starts and then make a decision mm-hmm. there. Um, but, yeah, not a lot to be excited about, I don't think. Like, I, I, I'm kind of with you, Tink. I don't see too much ceiling for this team. Like, I could easily see him making playoffs, but I have a really hard time seeing him winning at all. Um, which maybe that's the wrong way to think about it because once you get in playoffs, like anything can happen and just back to back to back single elimination games. But um, yeah, I, I guess I don't have too much else to say about Dylan's team um, other than I don't really like Debo this year. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, for a lot of reasons, I think the fact that he's probably not going to be used as a running back as much, the fact that um, he was unbelievably efficient with the ball in his hands last year and i'm not entirely sure that's repeatable the fact that is there's a lot more like kittle is going to be healthy Ayuk is going to be a bigger part of the offense and they're going to probably throw it a lot less with um trey lance i think all of that is kind of going to add up to debo not being able to return value on where he's going in, in drafts right now so out on debo he's probably still fine though as a dynasty asset but um yeah any other thoughts on on dylan's team or specific players on his team no, I think that, that covers it. It's a good take. Cool. All right, who's next? So we got uh, we covered Cole, um, Josh Wood. Oh, yes. Yeah, we really do have, like, defined tiers here. Josh Wood's mm-hmm. in this tier. Um, okay, quarterback, he's got Aaron Rodgers and Trevor Lawrence. Running back, CMC, Saquon, um, Melvin Gordon, that's about it. Wide receiver, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, Christian Kirk, Darnell Mooney. Um, and that's about it. I am just kind of looking at this. I think I'm pretty in on Jay Wood's team this year. Um, I think this goes back to I really love his running backs. I think CMC is uh, probably the best player in fantasy this year. And I think Saquon is like super underrated right now. Um, mm-hmm just given his upside in the New York offense, which has pretty much no other weapons, and they are probably going to be better on offense with Dable there. Um, and he should be totally healthy, and he'll probably catch four or five balls a game. I just think Saquon has a lot of underrated upside this season. Um, DJ Moore, I don't ever need to be talked into. Allen Robinson has had a massive improvement in his situation. I like Christian Kirk. I kind of like Darnell Mooney. I don't like Pat Fryermuth and I don't like Aaron Rodgers at all, but 
don't know, kind of a bunch of hits and misses here, but I think he's got enough star power to be, I mean, this is like the classic Jay Wood. He's got the stars that can take him to the playoffs, but not a ton of depth behind him. But I definitely think he's better positioned this year than he was last year, um, especially after the first few weeks after dealing with injuries. But I kind of like Jay Wood's team. I definitely like it more than Dylan's for this season. Um, any dissenting opinions there? Or are we aligned with that? I think this is the most depth Jay Wood has ever had, seeing as one, he owns McCaffrey's handcuff for like the first time ever. <laughs> and then two, he has MG3, who I think is going to get more snaps than people think. And then he also has Boyd, Corey Davis, who I don't like, but I don't know. He had some flashes. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then Tyler Boyd, who I also don't hate as far as like in a two flex league, like you're going to be flexing worse players than Tyler Boyd. If, points in the year like i don't hate him as a depth option you know so i think this might be the most depth jay woods ever had um and this is the healthiest his team has ever been so i also kind of think jay woods a playoff team yeah i i I like his team a lot um personally you know i i think his bench is actually really good i i traded him, Miles Sanders, because I'm kind of out on Miles Sanders. I think that team has like 12 running backs on a depth chart. But as far as his starters are going, um, I think it all hinges on McCaffrey and Robinson. I think uh-huh. DJ Moore is going to be good. Or, yeah, I guess Barkley as well. But if McCaffrey can stay healthy, then his team is going to go very well. Um, if Robinson and you know Matt Stafford can establish something, I think they're going to you know, do some good things as well. Um, DJ Moore is good. Firemuth, I like. And, you know, Mooney and, and Kirk, I think, have good floors. So I think he'll have a decent team. Tink, as our resident Rams fan, do you have an Allen Robinson take? Um, I mean, I think that the Rams wide receiver two last year between OBJ, Woods when he was healthy, and then I guess Van Jefferson when neither of them were there was like a wide receiver 14 on the season. So. Yeah, I have a hard time believing mm-hmm. teams won't try and take away Cup, and I don't think Robinson is washed by any means. So, and the question is Stafford's arm. I think he's okay. healthy enough, um, and that team freaking could not run the ball last year, so they're going to have to be throwing. So we'll see. Um, I, I kind of feel like more has been made in the media about his arm than should be as far as Stafford goes. Like, I feel like everyone's freaking out about it and he's going in like the 15th round and redraft leagues, you know, but um, I feel like he's going to be fine. So. Yeah. I really don't know what to do with his arm injury. Like I feel like it's fine, but I also, then they compare it to Tommy John and I'm like, you can't do anything if you have a torn ulnar ligament. So I have no idea. Like what are they saying? Okay, let's move on. Scone, I'm assuming your team is next. That is correct. It is me. I, I think this team is next, and I think we have another tier break after this, at least We'd... from my uh, from my view. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a with, – with Cole and okay. I guess mainly Cole going earlier than we thought. Yeah, so I guess tier two, according to Bob, is it starts with me. So. so. Um, All right, well – on Scone's team, we've got Joe Burrow, a quarterback, and mm-hmm. Ryan on the bench. Running back, you've got Eckler, Rashad Penny, um, Daryl Henderson on the bench, Kenneth Walker, um, wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, Michael Thomas, Hunter Renfro, um, uh, Calvin Ridley, Wandale Robinson, <laughs> those guys, um, and then tight end, Dalton Schultz. So I think this is kind of like if Jay Wood's team has a bunch of, well, let me think. If Jay Wood's team has like a bunch of, a couple of like stars and scrubs, at least from like my opinion, which I know no one really cares what I think, but like Jay Wood has a lot of guys that I really like. And then I got a lot of guys that I really don't like. And Scone, I feel like you have a lot of guys that I feel pretty neutral about. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I have a hard time into or out of, pretty much any of these guys. I don't really have any strong takes. I sure. like Wondale Robinson for, for the Giants. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. like that's pretty much the one guy that I like feel like I feel strongly about in either direction. So I think that's fair. I think me and Jay would have pretty 
pretty yeah. even evenly leveled teams. So yeah. I think it's a good take. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. I don't know if <laughs> Tinker's going to uh, wax poetic. Mitch can go for more than I can. I think I just it's hard for me to like not skew towards Jay Wood's team just because I like running backs a lot more than the average sure. than the average Trent who's zero RB fanatic. Um, but I also like Schultz better. I kind of view Thomas and A-Rob in the same ish area. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I feel like they're both have as equal of a case as going like equal bear versus bull case. Like I can't definitively say one way or the other that one will outperform the other, but I think A-Rob probably does feel safer, but Jay Jeff is certified better than DJ Moore. Yep. I think there's a case Eckler outscores Saquon Penny with, if he stays healthy and gets fed, maybe I like Renfro, you know, Curtis Samuel in that second flex spot though. That's, that's tough. It's not, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough uh, spot for sure. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that's, that's a tough one to look at, but yeah, uh, there's some pieces on the bench. I like, I, I do agree. They're in the same tier. I think my money would be with Jay Wood, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate on anyone saying the other way around. Sure. Yeah, I guess I'll just give my dissertation on this this team that I inherited. You know, I made a few trades, obviously. I think if I could do it all again, I maybe – I don't know if I would do the Camaro the trade again or not. You know, at the time, it was like he was going to go to prison. And I was like <laughs> – I, I forgot about it, by the way. I did not, yeah, exactly. I did not know that was happening. <laughs> when we were trading, you know, I was like, all right, Camara is going to get suspended for at least like half the season, if not the whole season, and go to like jail for, a, you know – assaulting somebody um so i was like all right need to get him off my team and yeah and then obviously um you know kittle i traded that to trent um i am out i mean i think kittle's amazing but i just cannot stand inconsistent players that get injured every year so i I wanted to trade him but um you know, I think I don't know if I would do the Camaro trade again with with uh, Mitch, but here we are. I think I think Eckler has a couple more years in him. I think this year he'll be good, and then next year I think he'll be really good, and then they'll they'll start transitioning to a you know Spiller, whoever whoever they have at the time. I think you know Jefferson's obviously amazing, and then Michael Thomas. I think he has higher ceiling. Um, but who knows if he'll stay healthy um, throughout the season. Curry Samuel, like you said, is not a great flex spot, but <laughs> we'll see if I can figure that one out. But, um, yeah, I, I've kind of a middle of the road. I think the, the biggest issue I have is, like, with Curtis Samuel is freaking Calvin Ridley on my bench. That just is tough. I can't trade him. I can't start him. I can't do anything with him. So it's kind of put me in a bad spot. But, uh, yeah, I think I have a decent team, but not, you know, top tier, obviously. Is Ridley out for the year? Oh yeah, more than an alleged rapist in Sean Watson. So, <laughs> for for betting, I think a thousand dollars on a game, yeah. allegedly. Oh my gosh, um, I think that's all fair. Um, Tink, do you have an Austin Eckler take for us? Um, I like Eckler. I don't love him at his ADP and redraft right now. Like I wouldn't sure. take him at four or five, six where he's going. Um. Uh, I'd rather wait and take someone like Saquon in the next round, but uh, didn't he see touchdown regression from Eckler? Yes, didn't he score like twenty three or something like that? He yeah. had one of the higher touchdown rates in the league for sure last year. Yeah, but I mean, I also think Jonathan Taylor regresses. So I think, I mean, like I think Eckler is a good smash this year. I just don't want him at fourth or fifth overall pick. Yeah, that's fair. I'm starting to be talked into him. And I like I'm not someone who likes early running backs at all, but I kind of think he might be worth because I don't really see volume going down for Eckler. I don't think they don't like I don't, like they're burying him on the yeah. start. And so Kelly's the RB2. I just really doubt that Kelly's going to take that much work. Um, so I don't see volume going down. Efficiency, I don't really think is going to change too much because I think the offense is going to be better than it was last year. So then it's just like, is he going to see less, like, different touchdown regression? Probably he'll get a little bit worse there. But even so, like, I I don't know if I would bet against Eckler. Um, 
I think for this season, he has one of the more stable situations. Like, I don't think, like you said, I don't think Spiller's taking any snaps away. I don't think Kelly's taking any snaps away. And, you know, every, everything, about, everything else about the offense is pretty much the same. So I think he's going to be pretty similar to what he was last year yeah. as far as redraft ADP and all that stuff. I think that's fair. All right, so out of the last three teams we covered, Dylan... Jay Wood, Scone. Each of us need to say the team, now we are going to be negative, the team that's most likely to finish like last in the league um, and the team that's most likely to um, win it all, not even make playoffs or go and win it all. Um, Scone, start with you. I think, let's see, I think Dylan probably has the highest chance of being last in the league, if I had to say. And I think, I mean, I have to say myself for first in the league, but obviously that's a biased take. So I'd like to hear y'all's opinions. Uh, I'll go next. I think that Dylan is definitely most likely to get last based off of, I think that like you having Eckler and Jefferson and Jay Wood having CMC and Saquon mm-hmm. kind of insulate you guys against last enough. Whereas sure. Dylan, like... I guess he has Andrews, but other than that, like, I don't know. I don't know if there's many, like, points that I can bank on with his team. And he's probably talking about Debo again in the back of his head, but I don't really <laughs> love Debo too much. So I'm going to say Dylan <laughs> most likely to get last. Uh, I'm going to say Jay Wood most likely to win, too. Um, just sure. the upside that you can get with CMC and Saquon is, like, overall RB1 and RB2. And, oh, yeah. You know, if, if you get... If you have those two things, then it honestly doesn't even matter what your wide receivers do because you're going to be in the playoffs and competing every single week in a one-week playoff style. Tournament. Yeah, if, if if those players stay healthy, he's got a, a great team. So, Cool. Tank, what do you think? I actually think Jay Wood is both the most likely to come in last <laughs> and the most likely to win it all. Due to those exact reasons of those two can win you every week, but if they're out, his team is so average. Um, I do think like if it weren't, even then though, like throw an MG3 and whoever other running back I named earlier who I've already forgotten, like I still kind of like those just as much as Gibson and whoever, Damian Harris or whoever else on Dylan's team. So yeah. Maybe I do think Dylan's more likely to be last, but I think his – yeah, actually, you know what? Dylan has the worst trade values ever. Dylan, most likely to be last. <laughs> Jay Wood, most likely to be first. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, all right, well, I think we, we made it through two tiers. I think we kind of have one cluster tier at the top, but being my mm-hmm. time, so you've got Bob, Tink, myself – Chris and Alec, I believe, are the only five teams remaining. Um, yep. But it's 11 p.m. and we probably have done enough podcasting for the night, so we'll keep we'll keep it short tonight. So maybe, you know, Tank, maybe we record a part two next week or at some other point before the season starts. I don't really know, but we'll we'll be respectful of bedtimes and call this one a podcast episode. So Scone. Thank you for joining. Um, any last thoughts, parting wisdom that you want to share and impart on our podcast audience? No, I think um, you know I'm honored to be a part of this league and happy to be on this podcast. Um, I think it's it's great that everyone feels the need to have their own podcasts um, in this, <laughs> this fantasy league. But you know, I think this one actually serves purpose, so I think it's uh, it's good to to be here. So. Thanks again for having me on. And uh, if anyone wants to make a trade, let me know. Yeah. Hey, Connor, do us a favor and go on Apple Podcasts and okay. leave, a review, leave a five-star review that says <laughs> this podcast serves a purpose. So if you can okay. That, I'm going to go – I'm going to get on my Mac and yeah, leave yeah, that yeah. review for y'all. Perfect. We're going to buy like a billboard and it's going to be just uh, a big like uh, blown up sign. Um, Trent, while we, while we regain Trent – oh, here we go. Hold on. Trent, what were you saying? You zoned out a little bit. Did I freeze? Yeah. Yes. Ah, because you guys froze. 
man. Uh, I was going to say, we're going to buy a billboard and it's just going to be like a big blow. It's going to be an advertisement for our podcast. And it's going to be like a blown up Google review from Scum that says this podcast serves a purpose. Yes. I'm I'm all behind it. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's great. But you heard it here. You also heard it here first. Connor will trade his 2024 first for Chris Godwin. Cole, if you're listening. <laughs> yep, that's right. I'll trade. Well, also, I'll maybe trade. Josh Jacobs or maybe Zeke Elliott, you know? He might, he might do it for any of those people. Who knows, man? I've been, I've been negotiating a, a Chase Edmonds trade with Cole for the last like, 30 minutes. <laughs> you just <laughs> can't stay away that. from Chase Edmonds, can you? Know, seriously. This is like the third time I've asked him about Edmonds this offseason, I think. But... Uh, <laughs> It ended up falling through, so I give anyone else permission to trade for Chase Edmonds if you want to be my but, Well, did he, be honest, did he demand too high of a price? I don't think so. Um, I feel like I offered a, a pretty decent price. Uh, he originally asked for a first, and I'm not willing to give a first for Edmonds, but then we couldn't we couldn't really find pieces that would make the deal work for both sides and make sense, mm. but so it goes. Fair. Alrighty. Um, Tank, any final words from you? Um, feels good to be back. Um, I'll have my Cooper Cup jersey on on Thursday. Um, I don't know where I'll watch, but um, you know, Connor, if you want to meet up, we'll yeah, let's it. do it. All right, Tank, who do you um, play week one? I play Alex, so I get to watch Diggs and Cup drop fifty right. on me. Wow, <laughs> the Cooper Cup jersey. Yeah, while well, we're yeah, it's tough. Jersey. Yeah, and then Scone looks like you're playing Cole. I think Cole. Yeah, should be an interesting match. Josh, you get to watch Josh Allen drop fifty on you. All right, I do. Yes, should be great. Yeah. <laughs> great times. Love it. All righty, well, gentlemen, it was a pleasure. This is part one of the season preview pod. Will we ever record part two? I'm truly not sure, but. Um, <laughs> this is one for the books so all of these things are set in stone now as our official predictions for the season so all right um i'm officially a jones bandwagoner hate hate that i got to this point (laughs) i cannot believe it all right adios people talk to you later all right see ya thanks for having me see y'all